Well, once again, welcome to Empowerment of Faith Center for Ambassadors Prayer School. I'm excited, concerned in this particular area of ministry. Um, you know, before we start pastoring, this this the capacity primarily uh, that I, I served the other ministries I was connected with. That was prayer, uh, being you know uh, over the prayer ministry, uh, evangelism, uh, evangelism outreach, uh, mission work, uh, teaching different uh, core classes for foundational living, and uh, we want to definitely. Get into this word that we have for you today. Now, <clears throat> I'm senior pastor here, Dr. Larry, and uh, our elders, uh, look, they've been doing just a tremendous, awesome uh, uh, release of their ministries <clears throat> in terms of teaching prayer. And it's like, I like to give this example. If, if you buy a computer that you're not familiar with, it won't help you. So, what's the point <clears throat> spending $10,000 on a supercomputer? then don't know how to use it. <clears throat> it's the same way what we are doing now. I've always practiced this principle, and that is to teach and educate the citizens of the kingdom of heaven in the area of prayer, excuse me, <clears throat> before we pray. And there's one thing I would do, I would teach, you know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, then we would pray. It was so much more effective that way because everyone was being groomed, <clears throat> was being empowered. Uh, the Holy Spirit and his word are one, and the Holy Spirit will always honor that word. So it's just like buying a supercomputer, <clears throat> a supercomputer, and then not receiving the training on how to use it. So with that being said, I want you to hit the like button, subscribe to our channel, and please uh, uh, join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, for prayer school and then after that you know we go into our uh corporate or uh congregational prayer where everybody get together and we have prayer leaders and we pray uh concerning different areas so be sure to participate and they're going to give you some information at the end of uh, this particular teaching on how you can send in your prayer requests uh and things of that nature so let's go right into our notes i want to share with you uh, briefly just six points if i get to them but I'm, I'm at least going to show them to you <clears throat> so you can take your notes and uh, build uh, your, in, in, your inward library. <laughs> you can download more onto your hard drive. You can upload more into your cloud or Google Drive, whatever you have uh, with, that you can apply in your studies. And that's six points I want to share with you. We're going to go to these six. I want to just show them to you, and then we're going to uh, teach and share some scriptures. Let's go to uh these six <clears throat> this is what we're going to be talking about just briefly here and i definitely got to watch my time uh because i know each i'll be a three four hours like i said this is my uh uh what you call it pet peeve uh prayer teaching on prayer you know i'm, I'm pastoring now so we are teaching uh feeding those who have been given uh care uh, uh for to care for and to be a watchman over their souls and and uh, develop them, mentor them, and lead them in the way that the Holy Spirit is leading them. Help them develop. Develop. Now, my ministry is a son, what I call a sonship ministry. Uh, we, we, our ministry is not for lazy people, not for religious folk, not for people who want you to do all the work, but actually to develop, mentor, develop through the mentor process, uh, ambassadors who will carry out the mandate of the Father. So, six points we want to cover. 
And that is, why should I pray? These six questions you should always, uh, you should ask yourself and you have to know the answer to these. You have to know what you're doing uh, relative to prayer. Why should I pray? Uh, point number two, we're going to get this also. What should I pray? Number three, <clears throat> when should I pray? When should I pray? Uh, number four, who should I pray for? All of them are just hot. I know they hot pockets, hot rockets. Number five, where should I pray? And then how should I pray? So uh, let's get right into uh, point number one in terms of uh, why should I pray? Number one is fellowship in the presence of the Father. Fellowship. Now, there are different types of prayer. And I have a book coming out, another study guide, uh, uh, Kingdom Keys, uh, uh, Kingdom Keys of Prayer. That's going to give you some keys, give you some, some precepts, some principles, some foundational pillars that you need to build a strong prayer life. So why should I pray is number one. Why should I pray? And fellowship in the presence of the Father is number one reason. Now, there are different ways of praying, different types of prayer. So uh, primarily, uh, the majority of the time when we talk about prayer uh, is normally petitioning prayer, petitioning prayer. And, you know, that's to uh, receive the benefits and the privileges or to petition our government uh, in regards to our privileges and benefits that have already been established for us as citizens of the kingdom government of heaven on this earth. We're here to carry out a mission on behalf of our father in heaven in this earth to colonize the earth with his government. Why should I pray? Number one is the presence. It's a, a position in the presence of the father because prayer means to communicate. The Hebrew word palah. And you got two lemaids there side by side. And anytime you have two Hebrew letter words together, of course, we know they intensify the meaning. And lemaid um, has to do with authority. Authority to govern. It also means to teach, to have access. Spiritual authority is a powerful uh, letter word, but it, that uh, Hebrew word palal starts off with the Hebrew letter word pay. And that means to speak the word of the Father. I can say the power is word of his, but his word has power. That's automatic. His word is strong. That's out of automatic. So his word carry power. Ibrahim called Hebrew. Hebrew says he uphold all things by the word of his power, not the power of his word, which means that all of his power is in his word. So pay mean to speak the, uh, the Father's word. When the entire word, we're in class, we're in class, this is prayer school. When you spell that entire word out is uh, for pay, it's actually pay high, pay high. And another spelling is pay alet, all right? For the word pay, I mean, uh, yeah, that's the letter word pay. So when we are speaking, uh, we are speaking the Father's word relative to what has been revealed. So when we are praying, we are communicating with him. We are communicating with him in his presence. That's the number one uh, principle that we definitely need to get in our belief system, that prayer, prayer is not only asking for things. It's not, it's not even only just petitioning for what has already been done for us. But all this is done through the avenue of communication with the Father. So that's why we should pray. Uh, let's get our note back up. That's because of the fellowship in his presence. Fellowship in his presence. Now watch this right here. See, I can spend a whole lot of time that, but I'm just going to give you some hors d'oeuvres 
a little snack off of each each point. Let, let me do it like that. Just a little snack off of each point because each point is very powerful. Now, in Barashi 126, notice that Elohim said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, in our image, character, the mode that he used to make us, he used himself as a pattern. And then he said likeness uh, relative to spirit, soul, and body, a spiritual being with a mind, will, of emotion, living in a body with a sovereign will, just like the father. Unlike the angels, they, the Malakons call angels, they have a will, but they really don't have a right to exercise it without eternal punishment. Uh, relative Now, hum, a human will, we can choose, but there is no eternal punishment that cannot be remedied, okay? Just like when Adam and Mansa Izaniged uh, declared declaration of independence from the government of the kingdom, they put themselves in a state of separation through the rebellious acts they committed. But the father himself released himself and his son to fix that, you see. Now, Malachim's called angels. There is no fixing for them because they know or knew their punishment was eternal when they did it. The father told man, Adam and Masa Izaniget, what their punishment was also, but it wasn't an eternal punishment that could not be remedied. Let me put that like that. So we want to be in his presence. That's the number one reason why you should be praying, fellowshipping in the presence of the Father. We've been creating his likeness and in his image. Now let's go to this next verse. I want to look at it uh, back in uh, to our notes in Barashit. <clears throat> Barashit, uh, 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 what is it, three and eight? Yeah. And they heard the voice of Yahweh, Yudhei some say you <clears throat> of Yahweh Elohim, walking about in the garden. That's that place that was designed for them to grow in and reproduce seed, children in the image and likeness of the Father. That was that place where they had access, the place where they had access. But remember, they declared the Declaration of Independence from the government of the kingdom whereby they had access. All right, now watch this. About in the garden, in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife, Aisha, hid themselves from the presence. You see, that's an indicator that the presence was still there, access to the uh, government of the kingdom of heaven was still there, but they hid themselves because they knew that they had declared a declaration of independence and they could no longer, watch this, no longer receive. They were exposed. The presence of the Father exposes everything. How can you hide what he tried it and it didn't work? All right. Now, let's look at another point. That's an observe. We're not going to get into it anymore. Uh, that's the number one reason to be in the presence of the Father. And uh, let's look at this word right quick. Presence. Presence. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce that? Uh, Panit. That's it. Panit. Panit. All right. And, and this is uh, the lexicon meaning me, it means uh, front, head, or face. 
the front facing presence, not behind him, not on his side, not at his feet, but right in his face. That's what they had initially. Now, we're going to look at the Hebrew letter word meaning for this word for presence, for name. Pay noon high. In the Hebrew, it reads from right to left. So you see the Hebrew letter word uh, right there. Pay noon high. That's the modern Hebrew. That's not the ancient African Hebrew uh, form, but you know, we'll go with it. Now, the Hebrew letter word meaning for this word is the revelation of our inheritance in the authority of the Father's word. All right. That that high, that high means a revelation on earth of what's in heaven. Okay. High. Now, when the high is on the end of the spelling of a Hebrew word, it's in the feminine gender denoting what comes from. All right. This is a revelation that came from something. What was that something? All right. You look, there's the noon. Uh, in the ancient uh, uh, African Hebrew Madhu Nida, <clears throat> the noon in the pictograph language, Madhu Nida is pictograph. Uh, uh, hieroglyphics come from a Greek word. So we, we kick all that stuff out. We go back to the original, uh, which is Madhu Nida. Now, it's a picture of a seed. The modern is a fish, but the ancient is a seed. A seed denotes inheritance and sonship. You understand, and then you have that pay, which is the 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 first letter spelling the word, and that here you have the power or the authority of the word of the Father. So, the authority of the word of the Father that is designated or sown or planted in His sons, you see. By being in his, in his presence, we get a revelation of our inheritance through him revealing his word to us and his authority. That's why we should pray. Now, I like the Hebrew letter word meaning because they give the process and the why and the purpose and go deep into it. And not only just in his face, but what happens while we are in his face, in his presence. Don't you want to just stop and go pray now? I don't know about you, but I do. All right, now. So we just want to give you that word meaning for presence in terms of why we should pray. Four herbs only, no full meal. Number two, to be stable. The second point of why I should pray is to be stable. Why should I pray to be stable? Look at Lucas. And he spoke a parable and parable a key. You see, that's, that's a religious term. A kingdom definition of terms, parable a keys because they open up and reveal, you know, and give us access to an understanding, you understand? All right, and he spoke a key, he revealed a key to them that they should always pray and not lose heart. That's why, right? Always pray and not lose heart because if you're not in the presence, remember, prayer is communication in different ways, whether it's petition and prayer, praise, prayer, uh, praise, uh, praise and worship, prayer of agreement, whatever it is, we're in his presence when we, engage in the in, in two praying all right and then look at yes 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 yeah yes yeah that's Isaiah in the colonized term 26 and 2 um uh I think that that's um we got the right verse but the wrong uh words he'll keep you in perfect peace 
perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. You see, Isaiah 20, Yashe, Yashaya 26 and 2, and I ministered ticker up. You don't have to verify. I know that's what it says. You can pull it back. But it should, that should be reading. He'll keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on him. You see it? To be in his presence is to have our mind stayed on him. You can, I think he is correcting that. Then he's going to pull it back up. Let me go down here. Right. Okay. So we're on the why still. That's what I want to check. And we're in class. I'm not rushing. I'm not in a hurry. Yeah, to be stable. Why should we pray to be stable? Stability comes from being in the presence in terms of keeping our mind stayed on him. Yashia, yeah, 26 and 2. Now, let's get our notes back up, and we're going to keep rolling here. That's an observe from that. You know, we can spend a lot of time there. Uh, now, we're going to go to... Um, uh, why should I pray? Let's go to point number three. We're going to skip Philippians because we get an order again, not full meal. Uh, point number three. Uh, that's actually not a point. <clears throat> we we wanted to uh, show you this word for peace. <clears throat> so it's not a point where it say three, but it's okay. We want to show you the word meaning for peace in the Hebrew. And it's the, it's the Hebrew word shalom. It's the Hebrew word shalom. And it means to destroy the control that is connected to chaos. And you see the spelling there. And uh, we're just going to keep moving. Shin uh, Lamed uh, Mim. Shin Lamed Mim. Shin, one of the means for Shin is to destroy. And Lamed is authority. And Mim means the uh, anointing or the power of the spirit of life. And in the spirit realm, when the spirit realm is out of order, it means chaos. You remember when Yeshua, you can take the notes down, when Yeshua uh, spoke to the, uh, you know, he said, let's go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. And what happened? Immediately, resistance rose up against them. The word said, let's go this way. And immediately, so quit complaining. When you get in the wheel, when you begin to pray according to the wheel, and you see the opposite in the natural. That's an indicator that you're doing the right thing. And it's a part that we play in this process. And we don't just lay everything on the fire. Well, I prayed, you know, and it didn't happen. And child shoes, I prayed all hell broke loose. Okay, great. Great. Do your thing. What did Yeshua do? He was asleep, chilling out. His scholars, his students, they're the ones that started tripping. What did he do? He got up and said, he didn't say peace in no English. He said, shalom. He said, shalom. The, and what happened? The atmosphere settled down. There was a spirit of resistance in the atmosphere. And when he said Shalom, he destroyed that authority, that of control that was in the atmosphere causing chaos. He spoke to the root of it. And when all of that stopped, everything was fine. They just went, hey, man, what type of man is this? Man, this oh, man, he was dealing with the clouds and the weather. Of course, of course. Because he did his part in the process. <laughs> oh, well, observe. Let's keep moving. Get the notes back up. I'm tempted. I can't be tempted. Let's get the notes back up, back up, back up. All right. Now, where were we? Why should I pray? To overcome temptation. Y'all look like we're just going to do the wise today. To overcome temptation. Overcome temptation. 
All right, now, um, man, that's that's too much. That's too much. Let's just do uh, Corinthian Alet. And notice uh, that's 1 Corinthians 10, 13 in the transliteration. That's not the original name. And I, we don't believe in um, changing things in original scriptures related to names and things like that. Uh, in England don't own the scriptures. Greek don't and Rome don't own the scriptures. It was it was one of their cities, uh, Corinthian, and uh, the number system for, for the Hebrews who wrote the scripture, the original Hebrews who wrote the scripture, uh, were the Hebrew letter words. So each Hebrew letter word have a corresponding number. That's why we say Aleph, because one come from Aleph. So look at 1013. He says, no trial has overtaken you except such is common to man, and Elohim is trustworthy, who shall not allow you to be tried beyond what you are able, but with the trial shall also make the way of escape, enabling you to bear it. Overcome temptation. Don't don't run. Don't, don't come on now. Stop running. Stop running. Well, everything, my marriage is going good, kids going good. But soon, soon I start uh, praying and doing this. Ooh, this happened, that happened. Man, I don't know, man. I don't know about this, man. I got to do what I got to do, man. I, I've been praying, man, for three months, man. And it just, you know, so on and so on. Because you haven't been doing your part. Can, can I get in the part? We in class. We's a be in class. <laughs> we in class. There, there's a part. Yeshua said, this is where we are going. They met resistance, woke him up. Yeshua got up and did his part. He did his part. Now, he had already prayed. He knew what direction to go in because he would spend all night in the presence. All night in the presence, comm communing with the Father, worshiping the Father, fellowshipping with the Father. Remember he said, I only say what my Father say. Tell me to say. I only do what my Father tell me to do. I only go where my father tells me to go. I'm only going to be what my father wants me to be. That's why point number one was fellowship in his presence. You're not doing that, forget it. I mean, uh, just going to a conference, getting some teaching, getting a book, and you go into it and haven't spent no time saying, Father, you are all I need. Father, thank you for revealing who you are to me. Thank you for restoring me back. I honor you. You are more valuable. I can't place value on you. You created me in your image. I'm a product of who you are. And I'm so excited. You have my will. I give you everything I am because of who you are. What about that? No, we're going to have a spiritual warfare. We're we going to fight tonight. You ain't spend no time. No time. So where are you getting a direction from? You see it? So Yeshua had already been in his presence fellowshipping with the Father. Now he was carrying out the will of the Father. And old, old, old Nada did, um, old Ragnar Mouth Slewfoot showed up in the atmosphere. See, these fallen Malachim angels, they carry power. They know how to manipulate the atmosphere. They know how to get in things. And they'll do it if you let them. And remember, mankind had given up their authority over the earth through committing an act of rebellion and following the words of the fallen Malak, Lucifer, 
instead of the word of the father. And when they did that, they took on a rebellious nature. They handed, handed him over at, uh, their authority uh, by way of connecting to the source of rebellion. And he just went crazy, you know. We get our authority back now. So we can, we can step in and, and control things. So Yeshua got up and did his part. So, you know, that's why we should pray. And in the process of why we should pray, we need to understand the process of prayer. You got a part to play. It's something that we do and we won't know. That's why it's so important to uh, get in this, these classes, uh, uh, join us in prayer school. I bet you I, if I was charging for it, I bet you we have more people um, involved in our prayer. I don't need to pray. I need to go make this money. Who told, Are you making it like he told you to make it? Are you doing what he told you to do? In the end, this work that you are doing, when it's tried by fire, will it burn up or will it come out as pure gold? If it's not the direction that he has given you and you're not doing what he told you to do, and if you, me, us, and we are not carrying out our purpose, it's not gonna last. It's only what we do in the anointing that will last. In the anointing, the present. You see it? How it ties back to the present? All right. So I'm going to um, I'm gonna cut your hors d'oeuvres off. I'm, I'm gonna cut them off. Your what you call it? Advertise. Advertise. Appetizer. Yeah, I'm cutting it off. And um, we're gonna touch these other points. I gave you six to start really thinking about and start searching them out. And we got a whole lot of scripture here. Uh, they contain the thought and mind of the Father, you know, in the anointing, word and spirit agree, that will assist you in knowing why you are praying, what to pray for. Let's go back. Let's end it on those six points. Let's go back and review these six. Uh, we did, what, one? I think, yeah, we did one. Uh, I'll take a pull up those six points when I know. So one, one more again. One more time. Things we must know concerning prayer. Why? That why is big. Why should I pray? What should I pray? When should I pray? Who should I pray for? Where should I pray? How should I pray? And also, I have these uh, in the studied book that we are putting together now. And, it, you know, we go into it in more detail, you know, just help you out a little bit. So as soon as this book is edited, we get it ready and we send it to our editors and they're working on it now. And uh, Soon as we get it ready, we'll make it available to you. In the meantime, uh, go to our website and um, check us out on YouTube. Check us out on other social media platforms. With the book that we use, the study guide to identify the meaning of those Hebrew letter words, uh, Kingdom Keys of Revelation. You should get that study guide. You should get it. Very basic, very simple. It's not real thick. It don't take a rocket science to study it, and you'll be able to depend on the Holy Spirit, let him illuminate your mind. And I tell you, this lexicon is, is just outstanding. Love you much, appreciate you much. Uh, again, hit the like button if you haven't. Click on the bell at the top, subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that. You got any questions about anything, you can post them, need prayer for anything, you can do that also. We're about to go into our corporate prayer, intercessory prayer. We'll be praying for you. We'll be praying that your life be better and that the Father's best be yours. And again, shalom.